All right, everybody, we're back. First episode of season three. It is uh, beginning of January, and as promised, our first episode. Um, I guess to catch everybody up from the past year, it's almost been a year at this point, uh, New Harbor has grown pretty significantly, um, almost not quite doubled in size as a company. Um, we've expanded our office space, expanded the business pretty significantly, um, and for the most part, starting to repopulate the office after our blip year. Um, fun, exciting for season three. I found someone smarter than me to join me on this season, which wasn't super hard to do, but in fact, he is way smarter than me. <laughs> but uh, so introducing Jack, be my partner in crime for season three. Happily engaging in crime with you, Justin, of whatever form, whatever form it may take. And as far as smarter than you, not likely, but I promise I can talk almost as much as you. <laughs> maybe, and maybe more sometimes, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing. Um, so we, this year, we promised to do more, um, more Breach of the Week, which was, uh, as they say, uh, backed by popular demand, as they say, do that. Promise more marketing. What, 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 what should we call that, Jack? Marketing, marketing terms. Bad, bad marketing terms. The the consignment of important terms to the pit of despair, perhaps. Pit of despair. Okay, so we should do a pit of despair marketing term. Oh, I like that. And with it, with with it, just the pit of despair of people to do it. <laughs> Love it. And I think our, uh, we, okay, so each marketing term, I think, needs to come up with their own hope and despair cycle, kind of like the, the, the hype cycle from, from Gartner. We'll have the pit of despair cycle yes. for, for marketing words. Yeah, dude, I think it's awesome, right? In, in an industry where everybody who's trying to do better hopes that they understand what's going on, right? And hopes that the next decision will be the breakthrough that allows them to sleep better through the night. And so these terms, they rise and they oftentimes describe really, really important concepts. And so we all hope that finally this may you know, bring back the curtain and see what's happening. And then slowly, inevitably, sadly, they start fading as more people realize, wow, look at all the hope that's associated with that term over there. I think that's what I do. Dude, then somebody says, well, dude, that's nothing like what you do. Well, it does if I change its definition a little bit. And then suddenly <laughs> there begins the diminution of meaning, the devolution yep. until it ends up in the base of the pit of despair. Yeah, which is a pretty good characterization of the entire cyber industry. <laughs> sad and true. Yeah, sad and true. Yeah. Right. Everything, everything starts off super promising. And then... Uh, a well-funded few get a hold of it and just drive it into the ditch. Right on. And especially like if there was well-funded people who were there beforehand who had 
previously beaten the hell out of some existing term, and so now they had nothing to hang on to, they too will spend their important marketing dollars on attaching themselves to a term that they may have no relevant association with. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. So we got preach of the week. We got uh, marketing terms. And then third for this season, we'll be doing, uh, we're trying to do more, more interviews. So it's not just Jack and I talking every week, even though that, that, that would be really great. At least for so, us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the way I sound. <laughs> All right. But I think for this week we should do, um, we should do our first marketing term, the entry into the pit started, started with hope ended in misery and despair. Um, what's our term, Jack? We should use this week. Well, could I cast a vote for one of my favorites? It's it's new, and I think one could argue that its path from meaning to despair has been precipitous, remarkable in its rapidity. And I'd like to suggest, if you're up for it, we talk about XDR, <laughs> Extended yeah. Detection and Response. I love it. You know, if, 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 we, if we think about it, right, and just to sort of set the table, you know, we started off with detection as response as an important thing. It always has been insecurity, right? Everybody knows the protection will never be all right. And so you always have to be out there trying to figure out how to detect and respond. And then, you know, the endpoint protection company started by just trying to block everything with the old antivirus stuff. And then companies like CrowdStrike came along and did detection response, endpoint detection response instead, right? See what's going on. And that was kind of hard. So then you had managed detection response. That was MDR. And that sort of took off a little bit. Then all those companies who didn't have a lot going on in the endpoint space, but wanted to talk about detection and response because it was pretty popular, said, what else could we do? Well, we could extend detection and response beyond the endpoint, right? And so it's an important concept, right? It's an important concept to look at multiple sources to really understand what's happening in security. And so there was really noble motives in the coining of the term extended detection and response XDR. But we are where we are. You know, when that, when that term was, was birthed, um, me, I initially thought it was a really capitalistic grab at trying to be different. Um, you know, but I, I, I had a lot of hope for the term, right? I mean, it was a good, for me, it was a good characterization of like what you should really be doing anyway. Right. It's like people talk about, uh, you know, that extended response, meaning like it's something more than the endpoint, like you're, you're extending beyond the endpoint to include network devices. And when I first said, I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like that's what we've been trying to do this whole time. Like way to go. But I have hope that you've characterized it in a few short words and we got a new acronym out of it. And then, and so, and so take a step back. So I, I, I actually did a talk on XDR and like what it meant and trying to like educate some people and be like, Hey, by the way, like new terms out, everybody's kind of confused about it and make it a bigger deal than it is. And it's like, Hey, like we, like you already do this, right? Like fundamentally that's what, if you do log aggregation correlation really well, and you're able to stretch across a myriad of technologies endpoint network, you've, you've already extended, right? And at the heart of it, 
And there's, and there's sure there's, there's more to it, but at the heart of it, like that's kind of the spirit of it. Right. And when you break it down to that level saying, yeah, it's not, it's not this like unattainable, like unreachable thing. Right. It's like, it's, it's realistic. People can do it. And so I gave a whole talk on this whole thing. It's saying like, you know, everybody's crazy about XDR and it's, but it's not like, it's not crazy. Like you're not, you're not that far away from it. And so I get this talk. And um, so fast forward till this was last year, like during the blip, um, someone asked me about it and went back online to actually pull up the actual <laughs> definition. I found like someone changed the definition of it. I was like, what, like, what the hell is going on? And so well, seemingly what used to be um, true, ex like extended domain response across different technologies is now an articulation of a singular platform in doing extended response within the platform. So when I go back and look at the definition, like the definition has changed and it's contained within a single platform. So I'm like, way to go guys. Like you've just limited to a certain specific technology stack, which like, which to me, like, wasn't the spirit of like the definition anyway. So I, I, I don't know. I just feel like we've, when it comes to XDR started with hope, but people lowered the bar to try to like clear an already low hurdle. And now instead of like, even trying to like make it a hurdle, people are just like crawling and flopping over this thing. Yeah, you know, you, you, you nailed it in the way you described your own evolution and thinking on it, Justin, right? Because you started off thinking about XDR in lowercase letters, right? In order for a person to derive value in detection and response, you got to look in an extended way, right? You got to be gathering information from all these different sources, figuring out how to dedupe it, nail it all together to draw conclusions from it, because that's the only way home, right? And then what ended up happening, I think, is that product vendors, right, saw that the, the detection response really felt a lot more like a service. And they said, hold on, hold on, no, no, my product can do that too. So I'm gonna create a thing that's called XDR and I'm gonna start using capital letters and I'm gonna use the X because EDR already existed and extended has an E at the beginning for those of you who were phonetically challenged. And so it becomes XDR and it's product vendors trying to say, no, I can gather all this information, particularly on a single platform, and I can automatically, you know, mechanistically get all that hard work to come together. You just described that in point of fact, it actually takes real humans to do. Um, I'll tell you that if you look at uh, some good reporting been done, there's an analyst company called ESG. Uh, I'd recommend to you Dave Gruber and John Oltzik, uh, two prime, prime writers in the space. I did a couple of events with both of them on XDR and EDR over, over the course of the last couple of years. But, you know, they talk about the fact that you had EDR, which was really important tech, right? Gave a lot of great information that really led quickly into MDR because it was too complicated for most people to run. To your point, I needed to have somebody who could look at it, understand it, contextualize it. So then there's MDR. And then there, there are these non-EDR companies who said, no, wait, I'm here too. And they came up with XDR. So now I'm going to get information from all these other telemetry sources because Lord knows six or eight terabytes of more data or petabytes of information is going to make it easier to do this job with all this extra telemetry coming. That'll make it even, even better. And now if you read, they're saying, and by the way, if you're going to be doing XDR, you dang well better have a service running with it as well. So now we're going to have MXDR or really wasn't MDR sort of like 
multiple disciplines and domain of data arriving anyway. And so to your point, it started off as a great definition, right? To help people who may have been early in their journey, may have thought that endpoint is enough. I'll just watch those end users. And by looking at that, I'll be good enough. And somebody said, no, wait a minute. You should look at routing tables. You should look at the way the data is flowing across the gateway. Maybe you should look at threat patterns. I need more. I need that extended detection and response. That was great. That really raised awareness, helped people understand that it's more than just about your user's desktop. And then all of a sudden, it became too much more, right? And it got beaten all hollow to the point that now it just means not much. <laughs> When you li listen to you talk, it sounds like um, s sounds almost like a sleight of hand activity, right? Yeah. I'm saying, you know, actually, you know what? Like, I like I, I feel bad for like the like the red canaries of the world who are like like established MDR providers and basically saying like they have an entire business off of MDR. Then you have all these other like new platform players coming in and saying, oh, let's move from MDR to XDR. And by the way, like now that you like XDR, it's, by the way, it's not MDR, it's XDR. <laughs> um, and now that you like that, what you really need is MXDR. <laughs> and but, which is different than MDR. And now that we've basically taken everybody's eye off of MDR, then you bring it back to saying, actually, what we're really saying is, by MXDR, it's really an articulation of what was formerly MDR. But don't 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 pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Right on. And, and you're on this path, right? Because the R is a really important thing, right? The more I know, the more data I have, the more levers I can pull, I can think more about automating, right? Now, for me, automating means a really smart person can hit a red button. Right. And when they make a conclusion, because the obviously the toughest nut to crack here is always being conclusive about uh, a result before you execute on it. So that response part is going to become good. So now what's going to happen next, Justin, is we're going to have MXDRAR, right, which is going to be XDR with automated responses. So now I'm going to try to pin some poor SOAR platform on the back end of this multiple petabytes of telemetry. And it's automatically do it because the problem is this is what people would love. Wouldn't we all love it, right? If there was a way to automate this, to take the magical mechanistic XDR bot and just drop it and it's all knowing and it gathers information from everywhere and it knows what to do next. And that's what everybody hopes for. It's kind of the way like automated driving is supposed to work, right? I hop in the car and it takes me to the grocery store. Awesome. This is a little more complicated than that, right? And so the decisions that have to be made are never really going to make it there. And so I think that part of what we live through and what we're going to go through over the course of the next several months in terms of this sad, you know, devolution of language into these battered terms in the pit of despair, right? It, it's going to be because there's this aspiration that something great can happen. I'm going to name the great thing that could happen. This is extended detection and response. It's exactly what I want. And then suddenly the reality is going to strike people and the mismatch between the expectation and the actual value that people receive is going to show up and people say, oh, sadness again. And XDR just, or whatever it is, just won't be the thing. And the term will fall into disuse after it falls into overuse, be beaten all hollow and it'll become the next word that means, you know, good. Yeah. <clears throat> Jack, how do you feel about um, XDR related to single platforms? So like, like XDR as an articulation of what a single platform can provide in total, 
in totality? Let me take, let me it's a, it's a it's a great question, and I think one of the reasons why it's a great question is I think the person who gets a lot of the credit for the coining of the term XDR is near Zook at Palo Alto, yeah. right? Yeah. And so if I look at if I look at XDR, I can look at it from two different perspectives, right? If I'm a platform vendor like near if i'm coming out of palo then xdr is an important thing for them to embrace because what they're basically saying is i got to find a better way of all these different sources of telemetry from all these different kinds of devices to talk together in a unified way so i'm not giving this bag of cats to somebody when they're taking on palo as a whole enterprise infrastructure and they're using a lot of it right so it's all sort of speaking the same language because they recognize that xdr is important even across their platforms however right that's important, but that's like sort of vendor out. If I'm looking from world in, right? XDR means so much more than a single vendor platform, right? You can't say this is extended as long as you're extending only in my platform, right? So let's say, you know, somebody has Cisco and Palo in the same shop. I'm sure it happens everywhere, right? Well, Cisco's got XDR and Palo's got XDR, but you can't use one XDR across both of them. Then you need UXDR, which is unified XDR. and People write down the date. I just coined that that term right here in Pwned. Pwned season three version, you know, episode one, UXDR, unified XDR. That's what you really need. And then there'll be MuxDR, which is going to be managed unified XDR. But to your point, Justin, yeah, it's, it can't be single vendor, right? It's nice that vendors recognize the value of XDR to unifying their own messaging and logging and analytics. But it's got to embrace XDR as a whole. It's got to embrace multiple multiple platforms because that's what everybody's life is like. Yeah, I like um, I, I like UXDR squared. <laughs> so you know, let, let me ask you a question, if I could, just while we're chatting, right? So the company's built up a, a legacy and a pretty rich reputation for being able to take a lot of good data in, manage it across hundreds of companies, and then put it all together. I, I understand that they may have asked you to talk about XDR, right? But is that basically what you built the company on, right? That real security meant bringing all these different sources of data together so that people could make better conclusions about it. I mean, did you see XDR, aside from the words being good, it can't have been a new concept. No, I, I don't think it was. I mean, to me, it seems pretty straightforward. I mean, I feel like the term was just an articulation of what we've been doing this whole time anyway. I mean, honestly, like we've been doing that for... I mean, almost, uh, almost 10 years at this point, like we yeah. started doing that back in 2014 and, you know, it was, uh, I mean, at the spirit, it really was XDR, but I mean, we're also trying to, to extend monitoring capability and response capability beyond, beyond just the traditional network mm -hmm. device appliances. Right. So like you go back to. 2014 at the time, like it was kind of, that was about the same time that people were really starting to step into, you know, application monitoring from a security standpoint, like being able to ingest application logs or ingest um, other type of system logs that weren't traditionally network logs. Right. Yep. And it was about that time where technology was really starting to catch up. You know, and, and to a large degree, like what I think what we were always trying to do um, was almost um, un, unobtainable at the moment 
at the time because the technology wasn't there, right? And so um, as the technologies evolved, so have um, our ability to kind of act creatively as what we're able to do for um, security and what responses that we're able to build out. And so, <clears throat> yeah, we've been, I mean, we, we've, we've been doing it all along and really like when the term came out, like XDR, like I frankly was pretty thankful. I was like, ah, oh, finally, like someone, someone way smarter than me, like characterized and like what we do in three words. And that works for me because we already do it. Like, thanks. And then, and then, then they changed the <laughs> <clears throat> you, you know, it's really interesting. The story, the story I just told, right, is that you're also making it more granular, right? So I, you just made something pop in my head, right? When you were talking about XDR and application management, right? And application security, right? Because if I extend my thought, if I now use the X to mean like I'm extending beyond just thinking about traditional infrastructure or something I want to protect. And now I want to apply good security to application level. If I can extend, if I can extend detection and response to applications that are misbehaving and then respond to the application's misbehavior or an individual service's misbehavior, as opposed to trying to characterize it as we typically will, you know, as a, a security problem for the organization or the infrastructure of the platform, suddenly remediation is a lot less disruptive, right? A lot less painful. You know, maybe if we can blood even more confusion, right? By adding more meaning into XDR. But if I'm saying the X also means extending myself in a more granular way to platforms, which typically get subsumed into some broader infrastructure play, right? That's real value too, right? Well, what you just described in the company's capacity to think about application level security in a way that allows me to treat them specially as individual applications. I think there's another great use of, you know, lowercase XDR. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the truth of the matter is like, it, ex it extends beyond that. Right. I mean, so like mark the date, January 5th, 2022. Um, as of right now, like everybody's super horny about like supply chain stuff. Right. And oh, yeah. source security. Right. So like you start to fold some of those things in. Right. And it's for me, like, you know, having been a former security leader, it's about total visibility of your security posture that like that extends beyond a singular security technology stack or extends beyond a singular infrastructure st stack it needs to be something that characterizes the entire business right and is is really an articulation of like total business risk right and when when i think about xdr whether it's lowercase uppercase like that should that that should really be it you know and um yeah, I mean that's what that that's that, that's what we've been trying to do. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's it's interesting too. You know, as, as we look forward, maybe you know, in in coming episodes, it'd be nice to talk a little bit about what the hell detection means too, right? I mean, I, I think that one of the things that I get frustrated with is that people think detection means I'm going to detect you know state actor or a bad person or active inside or doing something horrible inside, and it's always like I'm going to detect detect the metaphorical individual with the hammer and a crowbar, right? as opposed to the point you just made is a great one. I'm going to detect a vulnerability in the supply chain for Log4j, right? I'm going to detect the arrival of an unpatched system on the network, right? I'm going to detect things which aren't sexy, right? These are things which are not like the sexy things we're trying to detect with our active threat hunting teams. Rather, I'm going to detect it by looking through a log that may have thousands and thousands of tenable results 
right? That tells me that I've got some vulnerabilities that are exposed here that I really ought to be thinking hard about before I go dedicate some more resources to implementing that petabyte filtering system to dedupe data for XDR, right? So maybe we can talk a little bit about what detection means in a healthy organization as well. And maybe that can be something for the next time around. All right. I wrote it down. I know, I know Holly's committed it to memory here. <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll keep us honest. All right, Jack, I think XDR has been, um, is it safe to say that XDR has risen, risen in hope along the, the hype cycle and fallen into the pit of despair? Yeah, and I, and I think that maybe though, if we can get people to start using it as like nouns and verbs and not an acronym, the way you just described it, right? If we can get people to say XDR is important in my environment because I have to do more than just the endpoint, and that'll be friggin' awesome. And so maybe we can have a little tail, right? A little uptick. Maybe at least one claw is on the edge of the pit of despair like trying to pull XDR out. If we can get people to think about how valuable the terms are if you walk away from using them as a three capital letter acronym. Yeah. All right. So here's here's what I propose. My proposal for the rest of the season. <laughs> you ready? I'm here. XDR has been been banned to the pit of despair. It is now a curse word. If we say it in the course of this podcast, we do, we all do a shot. Oh, spectacular! Spectacular. And we will we will revisit terms on a periodic basis to see if they've they've been graduated to the tail, and then then we can remove them from our board pit of despair shot list i think that is excellent i'm, I'm going to make one like sort of codicil at the end of our banishment i think it'll be okay and i'd like to hear people talking about extended detection and response right let's hammer the term without hammering the usefulness of the words right so I'm, I, i'll do shots anyway of course but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna be consigned to shots for the words. All right, so we can, all right, this is, this actually, this is a, this is a good distinction. So if you use the phrase XDR, the course, of, no, sorry, if you use the, the phrase extended detection and response right in on. conversation, it's fair play. Right, it's valuable. But you if you say, if you use the term XDR, nope. I'm there. Curse word, curse word. Right on. You know, they should on a, on Apple podcasts, they should have like, like a cyber explicit rating <laughs> warning this show uses terms like XDR you might, you might throw up in a trash pail if they say it <laughs> low, low intellectual caloric value. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got that going. All right. So good stuff. So first term in the pit is so, so the fir first curse, XDR, is our, is, is our inaugural entry. So let it be written, so let it be done. All right. Well, um, this has been great, Jack. Glad everybody's had a chance to meet you. Um, I'm glad we're back. COVID was, uh, or the, the blip year was not friendly. I'm realizing, like as a this morning thinking about recording this is like, I just like over the last year, like between 
working in like my kid's playroom <laughs> and not having a quiet place to work makes these things like almost impossible to record. So but I'm glad we're back. Glad we have a quiet place to do this stuff. Um, glad now that we have you, Jack, way smarter than me to add some real content to these things, which is, uh, which will be nice. And, um, <clears throat> as always, if you need cybersecurity help, uh, for whatever your initiatives are, give us a call at New Harbor Security. You can reach us at uh, either info at newharborsecurity.com. If you have questions about Pwned in the podcast, you can reach us at pwned at newharborsecurity.com. Um, happy to help you with whatever cybersecurity challenges you're looking to solve. Um, or if you just need someone to uh, talk about extended detection and response <laughs> with or do shots, we're good for that too. True. So thanks everybody. And uh, we'll catch you next time.